0: Welcome in, you are listening to another episode of KeepTheChange.co.nz's Money Mail. I hope you're keeping well out there. It is sneaking up to the end of the calendar year. We're on the last day of November at the time of recording this. That means month end. Do your month end. I'm not going to tell you what to do in that space. I've told you many times this year about doing that. So get away 30 minutes in the old calendar and have have a go at doing your month end, go back and listen to month end podcasts if you haven't previously, get the templates, rip into it, it'll keep you on the straight and narrow. Now we're into the silly season aren't we, December's here, I've already seen people go to Christmas parties and lunches and things like that, but for me I am going for it and I'm making sure that I squeeze the back end of 2023. Now I've just finished speaking today at an event for advisory works, an immersive event, so cool how they do it. They bring together people in different businesses and they also curate the day, including who they get to speak, the specific topics, the food that you eat when you're there, there is movement and all sorts of different skills. Now, that is a good example of investing in yourself by going to something like that. They get the tailored health crew in there to help with some of those nutrients and things like that that people need and and learning in that space so the meals are specific to the day then there's an activity at the end where people head off on a boat unfortunately I couldn't do that because I'm going to let you in on a little bit of what the back end of my week looks like because something is happening and I'm not stoked about it but I want you to learn that this may happen for you too And that is that I'm starting to make more mistakes than I usually do. And I can see them. So now I'm being more aware of them. But like Mikey said on a recent podcast, that I take so much action that it kind of counters my mistakes. However, when I start making mistakes, I say to myself that I know I'm kind of operating on my red line. Now, I'm happy to be there for a bit, but much like a car, you don't want to be there too long because that ain't good for you, right? So at this time of the year, I have my normal next advisory accounting stuff to get through. I now have keep the change that goes out at 9 a.m. on a Friday, right? I've tried to start writing those earlier in the week so that it takes the pressure off the back end of my week because my Thursday now looks like a full day of work. And then on a Thursday night, I go into a podcast from 7 p.m. till about 8. And then I finish that podcast, I download it, I get it on YouTube, I get home, I have a cup of tea, I'm not even joking, and I go to bed after doing a little bit of prep for the next day. Now, I get up the next morning and I try to get to the gym, and then I go to a studio. And I have to record a, don't have to, I get to record a three to four minute piece of content, and that gets turned around in about two hours, and then that needs to be distributed. Now, if you, a lot of you probably don't create content, and that's fine, but it's not as simple as it looks. A, you have to be on. B, you have to think about the title, the description, the distribution, and do that, and do it ahead. Now, sometimes I then have a meeting on a Friday morning, so I've got to try and weave my day around what's the process to distribute that. Whilst I'm recording that, I know too, fuck, money mail is going out at 9am. There's no final proof, there's no like, did it go out, did it not? I then get to my phone post finishing that recording on the Friday morning. And basically it's like, okay, it's out now, cool, then it needs to be distributed, written versions, et cetera, as well. And then it's, okay, now I need to record the podcast version two. Then I, at on work on a Friday, try to record two podcasts for next advisory to stack those up for the following week. I also need to then distribute the podcast from the Thursday night including the, and the Friday show into an email and send that out to 7,000-something people. That needs to be written. There are elements for both the podcast and the Friday show that need to be agreed on with a third party there are graphics that need to be created so there is just shit going everywhere as you can imagine now that sees me with that much going on in that kind of 24 48 hour window kind of really right round to my red line of like there's a lot of shit I just need to get through and it's timely and that's for me where mistakes can creep in now, the reason I tell you this is because don't worry, I'm not having like a breakdown or anything, or being like, fuck, well, this is the last podcast. Uh, I want you to know that I struggle with some of the things that you struggle with. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I fuck shit up. This morning, I come back from the gym on a Thursday morning and I've got nine emails. I'm thinking, okay, that's weird. I thought I just checked my emails on my phone before. But no, there's nine and they keep the change inbox, automatic replies. I'm like, oh God, I've sent out my mail on a Thursday. What the hell? Last week, I noticed that retail was spelt rentail or something like that. Now, often your brain will spot a mistake once it's happened. My lesson for you is, who cares? You know, who cares to a degree? Try and maintain high standards, but don't let mistakes stop you from doing something. And I'm around at red line at the moment a little bit, but... That's my responsibility to figure out, okay, how do I A, look after myself and B, get shit done ahead of time so that I don't make mistakes. Now, this is not permission for you to look at every mistake that I make and be like, oh, you're another one, you are fucking off the deep end or something, right? Uh, please keep an eye out myself. But I was speaking to someone today and they said, mate, what's it like putting out that much content? Because I did a blog for 10 years and you know, there's not many people you can speak to in life where you're like, oh, wow, you did content for a decade. Could count on my one hand, the people that come to my mind that have done that. And they said, I basically binned it after a while because I just came to resent it. And, you know, I'm not there, but there's been times with different things that I've done where I've teetered on that edge, but that's when I pull back and be like, okay, then I'm not going to do those things. So I guess what I'm trying to reiterate for you is that you will see me make mistakes and. I think that's just human, that's normal, it's okay, you'll make mistakes too, the world doesn't care. You know, I've had a couple of people being like, whoa, I thought it was Friday when I got your email and I'm like, yeah, my bad, me too. You know, that's about as bad as the blowback's been, right? It's not like, oh, what's going on, why are you sending it on a Thursday? We make big deals out of mistakes because we feel insecure, we feel inferior, we feel like we've failed, we've had a defeat, we have let people down. And so we give it all that meaning. Other people are probably just like, Why the fuck is this money mail in my inbox on a Thursday? I thought it usually comes on a Friday. What's going on here? So just be careful the amount of shit that you put on yourself when you do make mistakes. It's life. These things happen. We roll forward. Let's rumble. Now, the other part of that too is looking after yourself and having the awareness of when things, you know, where you're really having to dig in to get stuff done. Now, I was here at work till... 8 o'clock last night because my partner was away. I'm not really a big advocate for that anymore. But sometimes you've just got to get shit done when you've got a lot to do and you can, much like squeezing a season, squeeze the time that you have allotted to take things off your plate. Action is the antidote to anxiety. That's why I don't struggle too much, barely ever, to be honest, with that stuff because I take so much action to ensure that It equals my ambition rather than creates anxiety. That won't resonate with everybody. That might not even make sense. But the more I seem to do and get off my plate, the better I feel about things in general. Now also third part, for some stupid reason, the activator, the strength in me is like let's run a final webinar slash workshop for business owners to get ready for 2024. And I've given myself a two-week window to do that. So I launched that yesterday, I've built the material, I already had it in my head but I needed to get it down, now I'll refine it in those two weeks as well, so I've just put more on my plate. That same day I'm part of a branding panel that I'll be speaking at, but one thing that I've learned through my small journey of life is that we are capable of so much more than you will ever realise and that may have years ago scared me trying to do all of this stuff, but now I realize, you know what, I, I can actually do that and I can handle it. However, I've got to be careful if these mistakes start becoming big, bad, risky, expensive, letting clients down, things like that. Then I've got to have a conversation with someone in the mirror, myself, and be like, okay, fuck, something needs to change here. Yeah? Something needs to give. Something needs to happen differently. you hero, you know. You don't have a cape on, figure out what you can actually deliver. Deliver it well, maximize it. So there you go. Ten minute rant, maybe a lesson or two in there in there for you. But let's get into this week because I've got to leave here very soon and go and record a podcast on a Thursday night. Students, hopefully they're listening. Some of them, some of the bastards are losing 45% of a chunk of their income. Sticking with the theme from last week of listener messages and how. We're all being impacted differently by inflation, the cost of living and interest rates. I wanted you to understand this because what I'm trying to do here is create a bit of a theme of it's not just about you, it's not about me. It's look at all these different people and how they've been impacted by the change in the economy because we can learn so much through that, and we can also put ourselves in other people's shoes, get some perspective and a little bit more wider thinking. So recent graduates in our country are feeling the burn of tax and the cost of living. Why? Well here you go. I recently received a message from a student who was making good money and they said that they were surprised at how difficult it was to save and really felt for people who didn't earn the level of income that he does. For some context, this lad is in in his first year out of uni and already earning $77,000 per year. Pretty good coin right, especially first year out of uni. However I could tell this person messaging me was a weapon right? So you would think that that's a very decent salary and I was certainly shocked to hear that this is what you could earn in the first year out of university. Cue that well in my first job I only got paid this. You don't need to send those to me. I know, I know. Of course the income is specific to his industry and his ability i.e. it's a high demanded skill and he's good at it so can get paid very well. Anyway Many of his friends in the same position are sadly looking to leave New Zealand shores for the golden sands of Australia. If you don't have any sympathy for these students, that's fine, but don't forget that many students have student loans to pay back. Don't forget also that educate them. We probably want them to stay here so we can recover the fucking investment of their education in these universities, but instead they're leaving. So I, this whole like, or oh, don't let the door fuck you on the way out stuff, It's embarrassing. We should be like, damn it, we really want to keep these people here. We just invested tax dollars into these student loans and those loans are decreasing in value at a fair value. So basically the cost of that education is going to become worth less. So those loans are being decreased through inflation effectively. So it actually costs, when someone gets lent a dollar for a loan, it actually costs more than that to lend them that money because there's the opportunity cost of what could happen with that too. Now, if these kids bin it and head off to Australia or different countries, well, then they're not contributing to taxes in New Zealand, contributing to society. That sounds really bad. They are contributing to society, but you know they're not staying here, being like, "Oh, I might coach this football team. I'm really good at baseball, so I'm going to help these six-year-olds with baseball in my spare time." They can't do that because they left New Zealand. There's dickheads online that are like, "Oh, don't let the door hit you on the way out." What the fuck? You know, this should we would like this to be a country, surely, where people don't feel like they have to leave uh, to get ahead. But anyway, for this lad, he's basically saying, well, that's what a lot of my friends are doing. Now, remember too, with a student loan, that 12% of all income above the ID threshold, which is $22,828 at present, has to be repaid against the student loan. This is calculated on your gross income before tax, not your net income or your take-home income. We'll work through this below. But basically, whatever you earn gross before tax, it gets the 12% gets levied on that, on the difference between the payment, uh, sorry, on the income, and the 22828 threshold. So basically, this person's 77 grand, and then you take off the 22828 threshold, and they've got to pay tax, uh, sorry, pay the student loan 12% on the rest of that. So we'll work through that in some numbers. But wages have increased over the last few years, as you know but the income tax brackets haven't. However, the threshold for repaying your student loan has increased. So that figure, the 22828, does increase. But as uni graduates enter the workforce, their starting rates are at a lot higher rate than they were in yesteryear. That means that they're getting into the workforce and are demanding a bigger amount because that's what they need to be able to live. So these excited new employees are also facing cost of living pressures, much like you and I. For these students entering the workforce, the income that they have over $48,000 will be taxed at 30%. Remember that our tax rate moves from 17.5% to 30% for income over $48,000 to $70,000. Side note, I went and spoke to some jockeys this week, some apprentice jockeys on the way through their career and taught them about tax rates and things like that, and it's cool to be able to, I spoke for 45 minutes, no planning, nothing, kind of like a few things I knew I wanted to touch on, but got going, but cool to see them engaged and wanting to learn. They can earn quite a bit of money in their career, so it pays for them to start thinking about how they can become that person ahead of time. We spoke about visualisation and all sorts of different things as well. Anyway, so now think about that. So they're earning income over 48 grand. That's going to get taxed at 30% add on 12% for student loan repayments on the majority of their income, so income above 22828 as well as 3% towards KiwiSaver if they so choose. And you're going to say, well, they're not contributing to KiwiSaver. But of course, they choose to contribute to KiwiSaver because they're shit scared of not being able to get on the property ladder. So they want to be able to contribute to KiwiSaver to get the first home buyer grants that may come with contributing to KiwiSaver. So basically, what we're saying here is that near on half of their income is gone before they even get paid, you've got a thirty percent tax on the income above forty eight grand. You got twelve percent for the student loan repayment, and you got three percent for KiwiSaver. That sounds brutal, but it's a little bit exaggerated, obviously, because it's just for the income over the forty eight. But let's look at some numbers. The thirty percent is for the uh, income over forty eight thousand dollars, right? But just on that too, I recently made a reel saying how it's hard to save money at the moment because when you are asking for an income, you know minimum wage basically takes you to that forty-eight thousand dollars tax bracket now. So anything above forty-eight thousand to seventy thousand, you're getting taxed at thirty percent. Now, let's say you earn fifty-eight grand, right? But you're going to need forty-something for your living costs after tax, whatever that works out to be. So you spend that, and then that uh, additional amount, the ten thousand dollars above forty-eight thousand dollars, you're going to lose three grand of that to tax. So it's pretty tricky to actually save money and put it aside large chunks because for a lot of people once they've paid all their living costs then they're into that kind of income above the $48,000 tax bracket and they're losing 30% of that to tax. So they've only got the 70 to figure out what can they do with that. So for a student for instance that this one that's messaged that's on well sorry they're a graduate they're on $77,000 after tax a what is $77,000 after tax in student loan repayments and their KiwiSaver? It's $50,000, 681. So it's less than $1,000 in the hand a week. So their compulsory student loan repayments are $6,500 and 64 cents. So basically, from that seventy-seven they're going to lose, well, they're going to have to repay six and a half grand. Of their loan. Now, I talked about this on LinkedIn, and people straight away like, "Yeah, but they've got a bigger earning income potential and stuff like that." Yes, but what are humans bad at? Zooming out and thinking longer term, right? So, you know, they're already struggling with taxes and the cost of living, and then trying to repay grunty amount of their income for their student loan. You know, it is it is quite brutal on them. So, as an example, what I did is I did a calculation for someone who doesn't have a student loan. So let's say they earn $67,000 and they don't have a student loan. Well, after tax and KiwiSaver, they've got $50,844.90. So they've actually got more money than the person that's earning $10,000 more than them in the hand. That's pretty interesting, right? They earn $10,000 less, but end up with more in the hand. So I can see why this young lad who messaged me felt a bit confused about how it's tricky to save. Anyway, my message to students, don't give up, zoom out. Remember now to layer on education. Think about how else you can contribute in your chosen area of education, i.e. I got the same accounting degree as others and by no means was I top of the class, was I a scholar, was I getting scholarships, all of that stuff. That was not me. But what I was able to do is differentiate myself from others by continuing to learn and invest in the education that excited me. And that means that opportunities come. And that means income comes. But it's taken a lot of time. But so did uni. Uni took four years for me. What would your life look like if you did something for four years straight and you focused in on something that you're good at? You would find opportunity. You would find income. Trust me, it's inevitable. Four years isn't that long anymore because most people want this shit in Four weeks or four days, let alone four months or four years. I learned this concept a long time ago about just trying to get good at one thing and doing it for a long time. I can't remember, there's a book about it and whatnot. I'm like, what the hell? That's way too simple. But literally, you just end up outshining people because you're turning up, you're doing the work. As an example, as well, I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about this, but um, I've been asked as of yesterday, if I can go on a podcast for one of the major banks in New Zealand and just tell my story about following my passion and helping other people and how I've been able to build a life out of doing that. Now, that doesn't come if I don't do the 400 podcasts, the tens of thousands of social media stories, the screenshots that put them up, the reels, etc. right? So you've got to do the reps. But if you can do it in an area that you love and that you are committed to and that you care about it's easier to spend energy in that space and then people can't help but notice so this for me has meant that I've been able to give back to others as well in the form of education hello so students you know don't forget that you're really just getting started and you've got a long career ahead of you it's good that you're running the numbers and trying to work out how this stuff works because no one is going to come in and do that for you I promise you No one is going to come run some numbers on your income and be like, hey, did you think about this? Check this out. They ain't going to do it at school. Your careers counsellor probably ain't going to do it either. Your parents might if they're into this stuff, but they're probably still going to want you to chase your passion and the thing that you're keen to study on and about. Now, do your numbers. Cool. You know, that is awesome that you're doing that because it's getting you thinking about this stuff and why is it the way that it's... and You get to learn about taxes and repaying student loans and things like that and you might get inspired to go right you know what I'm going to try and pay this thing off quicker but also you know think about soft skills as well learning how to build relationships at work networking it's not enough just to do your job well these days especially in this environment you have to know how to influence others and just be a likable person to work with do you know how many dicks there are in the workforce that sounds bad but you probably work with some of them right and you're like well, how the hell does this person get by in life? Those people eventually get bloused out because to build a good solid team, you've got to actually be likable. And yes, people will slip through the cracks and whatnot, but eventually the world kind of puts them through the sieve and they end up gone, right? So students, if the golden shores of Australia are calling, remember that you may have interest to pay on your outstanding student loan. Your compulsory loan repayments may become out of sight, out of mind, but if you're not making them, they will catch up on you. And I've seen this before, where people move to Australia, they don't think about their student loan, and all of a sudden, the IRD realise, oh, you've been gone, A, they might charge you some interest, and B, they're like, hey, you know, you need to pay us some of your loan back. And all of a sudden, you've got lump sums there, and then you're in the game of setting up a payment arrangement and trying to pay it down, but then keep up with next year's repayments as well. So go, if you are going to go, go onto the ID website and have a look. Call them and ask them what's my obligation going to be so that you've got your eyes wide open. Hang in there, students and recent graduates. Hey, before we go, can you please help me? We are looking to hire a senior accountant in our Auckland office to help us deliver market-leading service and education to businesses and Kiwis. This will help me make less mistakes, hopefully, and get more work done. If you know someone, please let them know that Next Advisory is hiring. Please. If you know a senior accountant that is looking for a new role now or in 2024 and they're a dynamic weapon, you think they would be a good fit for next advisory. It's not just about tuning the work out here. It's about doing things differently, helping our clients win, helping everyday Kiwis win through education and knowledge, helping us do more of that stuff as well. That's important to us. If you know somebody, please, it would be amazing if you could fire them our way. Yes. We can reward the person who does that for us as well because, shit, recruiters want to charge a stack to do it. Lay off me, case recruiters, if you're listening. Just give me a bit of time. I want to try and shake my network and see, can I get the job done myself? If not, then you'll have your opportunity. Cheers from Luke. You're one of over 8,750 recipients. There are over 4,200 on LinkedIn. And I've got to get the exact details, but I'm pretty sure there are 50,000 downloads of the podcast in November. So feel free to share these lessons. And on that too, thank you to all of you who have been sending me your podcast wrap up from Spotify. That means so much to see how many people are listening, that I'm up there mixing with some of these international podcasts as well. But you can be just as impactful and inspiring as me by listening, taking action, and then paying it forward and helping other people as well. That's how collectively we improve and change the wealth of a nation by all of us doing little things that are going to compound into massive things over time. And a shout out to Charlie Munger who passed away this week as well, what an impact he has had on investing and financial literacy and thinking. 99, what a weapon, his family, uh, a huge loss for the entire world, but at least we've got to see somebody like that in our lifetime and know that the beauty of the internet leaves lessons and his legacy behind from the teachings that are available to us online. He is Warren Buffett's right-hand man. If you don't know who Charlie Munger is, maybe have a little look into that one. Before we go, did you know there is near on $16 billion of student loan debt according to the latest IRD annual report. Now that is gross because what I did is I had to get the IRD's Engel report, open it up, and there's student loans and try and figure out what that figure is. And it was like 15 point something billion dollars. But anyway, that's what you do on your weekends when you're putting your money mails together. 16 billion bucks of student loans in this country. Now, hopefully not everybody just racked up course related costs having more beers listening to this tune. Be good. I'll see you next week. Keep learning. Keep smashing it.